students at the Unitech Vet School are heading to Tonga to D6. Hundreds of dogs and provide some care to the animal population on the island. It's a welcome service for the many pet owners who don't have access to a vet most of the year. The school's been sending students to Tonga for nearly a decade. And our next guest is gearing up for her ninth trip. A warm welcome to Laura Harvey, who's Head of Environmental and Animal Sciences at Unitech. Hi there, Laura. Kia ora, how are you? Good, thank you. Were you there from the very beginning? Yeah, we started doing these trips back in 2013, uh, and I've been fortunate to be on every one that we've done since. Great. How did you get started and why? Um, so we knew that there was a bit of a need for this. The animal charity that uh, support us or that we support them with the trips, uh, South Pacific Animal Welfare, uh, they do amazing work over there. Um, so we connected with them uh, and said, look, we'd love to do one trip, uh, see how it goes. Take uh, We take a group of vet nursing students over. We take some vets from industry. Uh, that first trip was super successful. And so we've been collaborating with SPORE uh, ever since. What do you do when you're there? So it's basically a, a pop-up vet clinic for a week. Um, most of it is vaccination uh, and desexing, um, but we will see whatever comes in the door. Um, so whether that's um, sick animals, uh, injured animals, um, there's inevitably um, some dog fights, some hit-by-car cases, um, various wounds. Dogs that are getting old that have got a bit of arthritis and need some treatment for that. Um, mostly dogs, but we do see again whatever walks in the door. So we've had a range of um, ducks and goats and pigs and horses. <laughs> um, we see a couple of horses every year that get brought into the the clinic location, uh, being trotted along uh, behind a ute. Uh, so it's always uh, an interesting thing for the students to see. Yeah, are there vets based over there? No. So like a number of the Pacific Islands, um, so we um, collaborate with SPORT just in Tonga, um, but a number of the Pacific Islands don't have a regular vet service. So like we would just nip down to our local vet here if our animals get sick um, or if they need any care. Um, and in Tonga, that can't happen. There is no vet that is there uh, regularly. The only time animals have a regular or access to a vet uh, is when these trips happen. Um, so they're usually three or four times a year, um, and then the December one is, is the biggest trip because uh, that's where we take all of the students over as well. Uh-huh. And the locals are pretty happy to see you, hey? Oh, the locals are, are really, really supportive of these clinics. Um, the local communities um, are often relatively poor. They don't have a lot to give, um, but they come and they give whatever they can, and they, they're super happy to, to see us and help us out. Um, we always get a bit of a high from people of, uh, if we're out uh, having dinner in town or that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's, it's nice to have been so welcomed by the local community. Speaking of which, is there anything, any time that you have outside of work to enjoy the island? Not much. It's pretty full on. Uh, so we do have one day where we uh, generally head out to a beach and just uh, chill out. Um, but the rest of the time, we're, we're straight into it. Um, yeah, and just, just getting through, uh, seeing as many animals as we possibly can for the week that we're there. Okay, so not much sunbathing, but there's obviously enough rewards <laughs> for you to keep going back each year. Oh, absolutely. It is a massively rewarding experience. Um, so I'm a, a vet nurse by trade. Um, I worked in clinical practice here. Um, and being able to take those skills, have our students um, upskill as well in, in that kind of environment and being able to give back um, 
to that community that otherwise wouldn't have access to this kind of veterinary support is hugely rewarding. And just the improvements that we've seen over the time, so the, the decade that we've been taking students over, um, we've been getting anecdotal reports from the community and from the local hospital around things like reduction in dog bites, um, reduction in um, flea-infested infections in children. So the, the human health implications um, are massive, but the, the veterinary support that we can give to that community is so, so rewarding. Yeah, great. Do you do anything with stray dogs? Yeah, so the the dogs there that if there are genuine strays, which isn't something that we generally see quite the same that that we do here, um, but we will desex them as well. So it helps to reduce um, the dog population over there, so that it does help to stop the dog fights that are that are happening, um, help stop dogs that are are wandering around and getting in the way of traffic and that sort of thing. How many dogs will you desex in in, in one trip? Um, so we're there for a week, and we usually do somewhere between 200 and 250 surgeries in that time. That's quite a lot, eh? It's a lot. Yeah, it's a full-on week. And yeah. then we've got consultations on top of that, so um, all of the, the sick animals and the ones that are just coming in for their sort of routine vaccinations, flea and worm treatment, that kind of thing, that's on numbers on top of that as well. The little I know about um, development um, and, and this sort of not-for-profit work these days is that in an ideal world you would be training locals up um, so they could do it themselves sustainably in the future, right? Absolutely, um, and that's certainly one of um, so the animal charity that we work with. That's certainly one of their long-term plans. Um, and then I know that um, some of the, these island communities, the government are really supportive of sending people to New Zealand or Australia for training. Um, but the, the funding is, is tricky. What needs to happen? Uh, <laughs> um, some government support from places like New Zealand and Australia uh, to help with that would, would be awesome. Um, or providing the charities that are supporting um, those veterinary services with the, the um, funding to be able to put people through training. Um, but training a, a vet is a, a really you know time-consuming yeah. and expensive process. Um, but training vet nurses is something that's um, it's a shorter time, uh, it doesn't cost as much, um, and would still provide uh, quite good benefit to these communities. How much does it cost you guys to get over there? Um, so we, uh, it's about two two and a half thousand dollars per person, um, and we're taking a team of twenty two this year. Gosh. Um, yeah, so it's it's a significant cost, um, which has risen significantly since pre-COVID times. Flights. The cost of everything has gone yeah. up. Um, yeah, so we used to be able to do the trip for about 1700 per person. Um, so we've got a mammoth fundraising effort this year to try and cover the, the shortfall um, so that we can get the team over there in December. Okay, you've got to give a little page, eh? We do, yeah. That's our our primary source of, of fundraising. Kind of like if you can spare us a cup of a coffee one day, um, greatly appreciated. Okay. Hey, good luck, and thanks for telling us all about it today. Thank you. Uh, that's Laura Harvey, part of a team of twenty-two heading to Tonga to do some vet work, particularly on the dogs of Tonga. Uh, she's head of environmental and animal sciences at Unitech.